Hi everyone, Grant K here for the Smoke Learning Channel. In this video series, we will perform a compositing example using the 3D tracking functionality in Smoke 2015. If you would like to follow along, please click the link in the YouTube description to download the media. Alternatively, if you are watching the podcast version of this video, then type the link displayed in your internet browser. Now, as a general tip, when it comes to 3D tracking, you must remove any heavy lens distortion. If you tracked an image with severe distortion, any 3D tracking will not return accurate results. Please bear this in mind as you become more proficient with this functionality. We'll start off in ConnectFX. The image has been connected into both inputs of an Action Media input node. Double-click on the Action node and press Escape to switch to the Action Schematic. Delete the image objects in the composite. They will be recreated as part of the 3D track. A fundamental point you need to remember is that you use Action Media inputs for 3D tracking. There are two reasons for this. Firstly, the image needs to interact with the 3D environment unlike the Action Background input. Secondly, you could use a matte or alpha input to constrain the 3D track. You use this to avoid tracking unwanted movement or object tracking. I will show you the constraining options, but for this example, we won't want to constrain the 3D track. Please note that even though you turn matte off to stop keying the image, any mats can still be accessed as 3D tracking constraints. When it comes to 3D tracking, you use an analyzer node. Switch to the action node bin and you will see two analyzer nodes. Analyzer Mono is for regular media and Analyzer Stereo is for stereoscopic media. With the first media entry selected, double-click on the Analyzer Mono node. The Action Schematic view automatically switches to the Analyzer 2D view. But to understand what you have done, press Escape again to go back to the Action Schematic. So now you can see a new branch of nodes has been added to the composite. The top node is the Analyzer node. Notice that it has a 1 in parenthesis. This shows you that the Media Entry 1 in the Media List is associated with the Analyzer node. All your tracking data is actually created and stored in the Analyzer node. The camera information that we will create is then passed down to the 3D camera node in the branch. And finally, Underneath the 3D camera is the media that will be associated with the 3D track. So let's get started with the analysis. Double-click on the Analyzer Mono node. As I mentioned earlier, the 3D tracking is actually performed inside the Analyzer node and not in the Action 3D environment. Therefore, the Analyzer node has its own set of viewers to work with. Select the result view. In the Viewing pull-down menu, you will find the Action Analyzers. There are three views to work with. The Analyzer 2D view and the Analyzer 3D view are mapped to F7. Switch to the Analyzer 3D view. In terms of doing a 3D track, you can press the Analyze button and let the application use its best guess. But for a more reliable result, I suggest setting the various analysis details. Firstly, you can set the size of the 2D trackers as well as the quantity to focus on more or less detail. 
You can also manually add 2D tracking points before or after the initial track to further assist the 3D camera solve. Under the Constraints header, you can choose to use the mat from the media input as a tracking constraint. You can track inside or outside the mat depending on your choice. And remember that I mentioned that even though the mat is set to off in the media list, you could still use it here. In terms of the camera settings, you can let the analyzer determine the camera movement. Or you can tell the analyzer that the movement is either a physical move or a static pan and tilt. Let's see how the analyzer copes with the auto detect setting. You can also let the analyzer calculate the focal length of the lens. But if you know the values, you can manually enter them into the relevant sliders. A third and useful option could be determining the focal length based on a perspective. When enabled, this gives you a perspective grid that you can align to a perspective plane in the image. For example, align the perspective grid to the corners of the freestanding TV unit. With the corners lining up, you can see that a perspective has been derived. Using this perspective calculation, the analyzer attempts to determine the lens focal length. The range error displays the potential error of the estimation. The lower the value, the less likely for the estimation to be incorrect. The idea behind the camera setting is to help the analyzer to have a better understanding of the camera properties. This in turn should produce a better 3D camera solve. Finally, I'd like to enable forward and back so that the analyzer does a secondary scan of the movement. This should help it understand the move more clearly. With everything set up, press the Analyze button. Smoke starts running the analyzer through the shot and you can monitor this next to the button. This is a foreground process and you need to wait for the completion. Once the analyzer gets to 100%, it will take the tracking data and perform a 3D camera solve. In the Analyzer 3D view, you can see a series of blue boxes and green crosses. The blue boxes are the 2D trackers. And the green crosses form the 3D point cloud that has been extrapolated from the 3D camera solve. If you scrub the time bar, you can see how the first analysis has created a 3D camera track. Now there is a lot more work that can be done to make this 3D track even better and we will tackle this in an upcoming video. Comments, feedback and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. Thanks for watching and please subscribe to the Smoke Learning channel for future videos.